T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider Big Time Mike McGiver. Good morning and welcome in to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan Don Wachillis sitting in this morning for the vacationing Mike McGivern joined in studio as always here on Saturday by the past president of the WFCA and the WFCA Hall of Fame member that's head coach now at Milwaukee Tech, Tom Swiddle, <laughs> and also joined in studio today by Mike Bartholomew, the now-retired head coach at Semi-retired. Oak Creek. Semi-retired. Yeah. All right, fair enough. I, I, I'm not sure how we want to refer to him, because <laughs> I, I, you know, I said I was retired at one time. And so you guys always you find your way back into the <laughs> yes, mix, don't do. you? There's yes, nothing do. wrong with that. We got a jam-packed show for you this morning and Tom I'm gonna let you run down the guest list here as we make our way into the first segment. Thank you Don we have a, a very special show today as we're going to showcase the all-star game coaches so we have an opportunity to see how their experience has been thus far and and uh, Bart you, you've done the game a few times was the um, head coach last year for the South as yep. you know um, when you take on the responsibility of being a head coach in the All-Star game, you're not putting aside your your <laughs> responsibilities of being the head coach at your school that you represent. Yeah, it's it's a challenge, but I think well worth it. I mean, it's for such a great cause for Children's Hospital. Um, we I personally raised about $5,500 last year, and I think it was over half a million dollars last year. Yeah. All, all the teams together, setting records every year yeah. with that. I mean, it, it's an it's an incredible experience for Children's Hospital. It's an incredible experience for the kids that are the participants and the coaches as well. Right, and leading off today, uh, the coach from Luck High School, Ryan Humpel. Ryan, how are you this morning? Good, you guys. We're doing great, and Good morning. And Ryan, thank you for spending some of your Saturday morning with us, and. And uh, you've had about, uh, what, maybe four or five months now in this role as being the North eight-man head coach. How are things going so far? Oh, they're, go- they're going real well, real well. Um, with our the, the one thing that I was going to mention right away is um, the one, one fun thing that we got to do this year is, or that we've done with the North eight-man stuff is we've done a uh, youth mini camp. Oh, wow. Every, every spring. So that that was kind of that was the one first big thing I had to do I guess as you guys were talking about the big the big uh, responsibility stuff that comes with the head coach stuff that was our first big thing that we did that uh, middle of April so all the all the guys got together and it was it was kind of cool. Coach, this is Don Wachillis. Uh, quick question for you as we get this thing going: 
Other than just having three less people on the field for for those of us here in the area who may not be as familiar with eight-man football, could you kind of go through what the setup is for how eight-man football is played in relation to what we normally see with an 11-on-each-side type roster? Okay, yep. Um, first, like with field dimensions, um, what the state has adopted is a 40-by-100 field instead of a 50-by-100. That's the the first difference. Um, Normally with like personnel wise, if we went offensively compared to an 11 man team, you pull out two, like two tackles. So your tackles come out and you're, so now your tackles are really your tight ends and you're in a double tight set, two tight ends. And then depending upon what your offense was to start, you either pull out a running back or a a slot receiver. You know, my first my first experience of, of seeing eight-man football was the All-Star game maybe three years ago, I think, was the first eight-man All-Star game that we yep. had. And uh, I have to tell you, Coach, everybody was, oh, they're high-scoring. You know, It's not uncommon to have a 70-60 to 60 type game. And then I think the final score for that first All-Star game was like 21-14 to 14 or something. Yeah, I think and everybody was. was like, where's all the scoring? But I can, I can imagine that you know, strategy-wise, you know, what you just described, it's very similar. I mean, if you want to run the option, you run the option. If you are a spread-type yep. team, you're able to adapt the eight-man to that. Yeah, and what, what we did at Luck is we used to be – true double wing so we kind of found something that was pretty similar to what true double wing was and just ran with it coach you know yeah go ahead well i was going to ask coach just moving on tell us a little bit about uh you know your team perhaps highlight some of your players uh individuals that you perhaps have coached against that you're excited to now be coaching and and you know the same with your staff one of the Things I really liked my all-star game experiences. I was the head coach for the South twice. Um, being able to pick your staff and work with guys that you've competed against, and and you know maybe even other connections with coaches that you've asked to coach with you. Okay, yeah, I'll go through my staff first. Um, after we played uh, Newman Catholic last year in the Jamboree title game, um, I. Once I got selected, I knew that I wanted Paul Micklick out of Newman Catholic to run my offense because it was watching his offense was it was impressive. Yeah. Um, so he's helping run the offense, and then Matt Shane and him out of Mercer Butternut is also running the offense. And that was just uh, we we kind of tried to when I was talking to Don Kenzer with who I should get, we were just trying to get guys that have never been part of it. Right. A lot of us have from up here, with, you know, the limited schools. Right. And then defensively, Woody Keeble is helping out from Bruce, and me and we've coached against each other for eight years now, I think. And when we, and before we played the game in um, Madison or uh, not Madison in Oshkosh, um, I coached with him on one of the All Star teams. And then Ryan Carson's out of Siren, which. We've coached yeah for eight years against each other too, and it's it's always a battle with them guys. So it's it's fun it's fun coaching with guys that within your conference because you know each other, you know you you know each other as a coach relationship. Now hopefully it turns into more of a friendship off the field kind of stuff, which is fun. How hard is it to get a, a, a staff meeting together? The distances people have to travel for for you to have a a staff meeting. That's something that uh, I don't know if Bart what your experience was, but. Uh, 
Um, you know, we had a, a couple of guys that had to go pretty far to to come for for meetings. What's it like for you, yeah. Ryan? It was it was tough. Um, we met once once before and once at when we met at the clinic for a while when we were all down there. Um, the the nice thing, I guess, with like with Woody and uh, Ryan is that 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 wasn't very hard to figure out. So those two have met a couple of times defensively and then Paul and Matt, which are closer than the rest of us, they've met a couple of times offensively. So they know what's going on. And I just kind of, they shoot me emails back and forth and if I can go, I can go. If I can't the two young boys playing hockey and all that stuff through the winter. Sure. It gets busy. <laughs> I bet. And let's talk a little bit about your, your team, your selections. And um, one of the things that can be a little overwhelming is the the number of players who are, nominated for the game by their high school coach and and now you have to pick a team um you know about the only rule that that uh you know you're asked to follow that if a, a player makes first team all state with the WFCA that you know that they're automatically put on the team and uh but how was it uh, for you to to select your team given all the nominations it it was really tough this year um this year I think we had 48 guys nominated so it was a it was a big class, but we added, I think four schools, three or four schools from last year that weren't part of it. Um, so that was a little challenging. The I guess the, the the nicer thing for us is that out of I think there's 12 schools or no 14 schools out of each north and south. Out of those, we get to see at least eight or nine of them conference wise. So we got we had three guys on conf or three guys on staff that are within the conference. <laughs> So that makes it a little bit easier for us. I mean, it's still hard because, you know, there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of good ones. Um, and then, I mean, the the first tw- – what, what had happened for us, it seemed like the first 12 were easy. Like, hey, these are the best 12. You know, these are the top 12 guys in from up here. And then the last eight were – it was a grind. There was a lot of film exchange, a lot of email exchange between the coaching staff trying to figure out who we wanted. Um, we even got down to our last guy where I'm like, Hey, it's between these three guys. I need a vote. And then the, the, the one guy got all five votes, which was made it, made it a lot easier on us. Yeah. That, that, that does when there's that kind of, of consensus. I know that I always, um, I don't know if the word's allowed, but, uh, you know, as a position coach, if, you know, you're the quarterback coach, you know, in essence, you pick your quarterbacks or the linemen, yep. you know, you let them kind of make some of those decisions. I tried to stay out of it as much as possible. Yeah. Bart, how about you? I, I just told our guys we're going to put the best guys on defense because if they don't score, at least we – and we're going to try to get as good a kicker as we can. So if we win three to nothing, we're really happy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you're going to spike that television viewing. With <laughs> sorry, <again>. sorry. <laughs> it's going to be wide open. Well, highlight some of your players, Ryan. Who are some of the, the young men that you've been most impressed with? Um, there's a, a, one kid out of Newman Catholic, uh, Marshall Hackle. He was defensive player of the year at the eight man level. Um, he was, he really impressed me when we played him at the Jamboree and I was very glad that he decided to come on, um, come on for the all-star week. Um, that's d- defensively. Um, we got a couple other kids that are playing at the, that are going on to the next level. One of ours from Lock Tanner Van Meter. He's a real good defensive end. Um, at the eight-man level, and I think he's going to Eau Claire to play outside linebacker, I believe. Um, other kids defensively, there's a kid from Phillips. 
called, uh, named Brandon Huddle. I think he led eight man in tackles last year, I believe, with like 120, which is pretty impressive. <clears throat> um, other kids offensively, we got a pretty nice quarterback out of Northwoods, Northwoods Minong, and um, I just drew a blank. Well, Brandon Deladen, he he does a nice job, and he's he's surrounded by a pretty decent line in front of him that um, we're averaging about 235, 240 across the front. So for in the eight-man game, that's that's some big kids, and then he's got some nice receivers to go along with him. Um, you got a couple kids out of well, one Newman kid's going to play on the offensive side. I just draw, I just drew a blank. I, I have my computer, but it's broke. Oh, you don't get <laughs> much get internet service up there, do you? Right? No, no. We always kid Don about he's got to climb a pole to use his cell phone <laughs> up north. There. Actually, he's he's got to drive to a different part of the country to use his cell phone. Coach, how's the fundraising going? I mean, again, this is a game, you know, besides giving uh, great high school players the opportunity to play one more game in an all-star setting, certainly partnering with uh, Children's Hospital is, is very important. To, how's the fundraising been? Our fundraising has been really good. We uh, set a goal. I kind of talked to the – well, I, Matt Dunlap was head coach last year. Don was two years ago. So I'm like, hey, what do we set a team goal as? And I go, oh, 25,000 is what – we've been at and it's always been just you know 25 between 25 and 30 that we get to um this group of guys got to 30 before the may 11th the may 11th fundraising deadline for incentive. that's awesome that's fantastic so, yeah, which has been great you know to put that in perspective coach uh, my first year as as a all-star coach was 2007 i think as the south now then it was just one game you know there wasn't yep. uh and it was the, actually the first year that we partnered with Children's Hospital uh, coming from the Shriner game to um, the present setup. But uh, I think we raised about $75,000 for the South only that year. You know, I say only. At the time, it seemed like a lot of money. But, boy, yeah. have we gone by that. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing what these kids are doing at all levels of their fundraising. Ryan, we appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much, and uh, best wishes as you make your way through the summer into the start of the upcoming football season. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. You too, Ryan. Ryan. Thank you. That's Ryan Humpel joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. It's going to be time for us to step inside and take a break. On the other side, we'll be joined by Jeff Spivak at Clinton High School South Small. I think I got that all set and raring to go, and we'll talk to him next. Once again, you're listening to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Once again, welcome back in to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Don Wachillis sitting in for the vacationing. Mike McGivern, Tom Swiddle, the Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Hall of Famer and new head coach at Milwaukee's Bradley Tech, also in studio. And after being corrected as we started the show, I will now say the <laughs> semi-retired yes. coach, yes. Mike Bartholomew, yes. semi-retired right. from Oak Creek, is also <laughs> in studio. Gentlemen, I want to get to something real quick while we're uh, efforting to get Jeff Spivak on the phone, and that was 
You were talking in the, the last segment about some of the the factors that come into play when you're trying to do those staff meetings as you're you're putting your your uh, assistant coaches together for the All Star game, and there's some distance involved, uh, even if it's in the southeastern Wisconsin area. What difference has just the internet and other forms of social media made in maybe making it a little bit easier in order to share information with one another as opposed to maybe 15, 20 years ago when it was figure out a, a location, a meeting spot where everybody could kind of convene and go from there? Well, the, the difference to me was the ability to use like a spreadsheet for our coaches to go in and look up their players and rate them all on their own. And then they just came to the staff meeting and then, um, you know, and, and everybody knew it before. Um, what their rankings were, and then we kind of just, you know, talked through. I broke some ties, but I and and we pushed kids to defense. If if the defensive guys wanted a kid, they would get him first. Um, but just the, the technology uh, to be able to communicate is so much better now than when it was back in two thousand six. Yeah. Was when my first year uh, as an assistant, and just because you can just Google a kid because they're all on huddle and they yeah. all have highlight films, so you can just Google a kid. You don't even have to have access to their account. You can look at their highlight sure. highlight tape online anytime, um, and that makes an unbelievable difference as opposed to getting trying to get cassette tapes. Yeah, back in the old <laughs> yeah, my first year, that's that yeah. coaches sent me yeah. VHS tapes, sure, of their players At least and you get Betamax. <laughs> Bart, yeah. just, we're dating ourselves. Yeah, that's okay, though. That's yeah. There's somebody yeah. listening right now. Beta, can somebody Google that, please? Yeah. I don't understand. Right, and that was, you know, that was a task because I remember putting those tapes together myself. It, it was man, that took a long time to do. And, and and Bart is right now with with huddle and and the highlight tapes that that kids put together on themselves. It's so easy to get, you know, that visual of of a player, it's, guys. I'm sorry, Coach, I mean to interrupt you, but let, let's stay on that theme for a second with regards to technology. Now, Bart, I noticed a couple of times going out from a giver in here on a Friday night game, you had the video screen on the sideline, and yeah. I've noticed wherever I've been, whether it's Mequon, Oak Creek, you name it, anywhere, even within the city, the technology has evolved so much at the high school level. What's the challenge of, A, being able to stay on top of it to know what you've got and how to utilize it, but then how has it changed for instance, even the scouting of an opponent coming in with the amount of information that you can now access. I, and I'm kind of torn on this because, I mean, as a young coach, coaching for my dad, he would send me to um, – because we couldn't videotape back in the day. Well, and so, you, yeah. And because that was illegal to do that. So we would have to take incredible notes. I would do it on a tape recorder. And that's really how you – I, I felt – I learned a lot of football. Right, mm -hmm. I agree. Is through the scouting process. Um, when I was finishing my degree after my um, football, when I was done playing at Concordia, I, I still had another year of school because I wasn't the best student I was. But um, <laughs> I can admit that now. Um, but I scouted for Concordia, so I was driving around all the Midwest, um, and then doing the college college scouting on Saturdays. And that's really how you learn, and yeah. it, because huddle, you can break things down. Um, you can do the cut lists, you know, clips on you know what their third down defense is, and all the things like and fourth down defense, um, you know, and the the instant replay 
um, has changed the game dramatically. I, my dad was a, you know, he had a huddle account and he would just be amazed by those things. Yeah. You know, cause one of the things that I'm helping him kind of get some, we're going to try to get some of the super eight tapes converted to DVD. Uh, that's one of the projects that my son's going to do for him after I, after I head out to Las Vegas. So, you know, I mean, he's just amazed by that Yeah, and, and it has changed and it's really all for the better. Well, and, and I agree, but I will say this, a young coach today has missed out on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you go to these games, you're, you're frantically writing things down up in the stands yeah. and God help you if it rains, because now you've washed away <laughs> everything that you've written down. You can't keep notes, yeah. but you know, now in Bart, I don't know if you would agree, but it's like it's an era of specialty. Like my first job as a head coach, I coached the offense, I coached the defense, I coached every special team. That's just what you did in those days. Mm-hmm. You know, I go back to my experience at Market High. You know, in you know seventy one through seventy four football seasons there, and we only had three assist. We only had three coaches on the varsity level. There was Dick mm-hmm. Basham, there was um, John Fanner still. And Mike Harrington, that was it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's after we cut down from 150 kids to a team of 60, you know, and only three guys were making those decisions. Yeah. You know, now it's like you got these huge staffs. I'm the old line coach. I'm the run game court, and everybody has a title, right. Right. you know. Right. And uh, I just feel like sometimes, I mean, there are head coaches out there, I'm sure, who haven't that maybe have always coached offense, have never coached defense, mm-hmm. have never coached a special team. And now they got to rely on the guys they're hiring to, you know, th- that they really know what they're doing because right. you don't have the experience. Whereas a guy like Bart, I mean, we can go on yeah. halftime and we can talk offense, we can talk defense, we can talk special teams because we've done it all. Right. Bart, it's funny that you said it. I can remember the first time I was sent to scout was right after the transition of videotaping and being in the press box at, at old, now we'll call Old South Stadium. Yeah. And Leon Glowacki standing next to me going, put the video camera down. Can't do that. Put the video camera down. Well, it was the year after you could. It had just started. But that whole thought process of what you were saying, it was taking notes. And I remember him sitting there with the legal pad, just constantly writing, diagramming and doing everything. And me not knowing any better, just sitting there with the old VHS, you know, camera going about about business and trying to capture what I could capture. Now, with what you just said, Tom, the fact that you do have some coaches out there who've specialized their entire career. How important then is it, whether it's that aspect or getting back to the All-Star game, of building uh, the right mix within your staff because things have gotten so specialized and then trying to to team build, so to speak, to make sure everybody's on the same page because with the, the degree of specialization, things can go left or right really quickly on a staff in the midst of a game. Well, I, I think, you know, one of the the sources of success for any head coach is choosing the right staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got to get the right guys. You know, and the number one thing for me is just loyalty. You know, you, you're in this for the program, the over, you know, you, you have to be loyal to whatever it is we're trying to do. But once you get past that, yeah, I mean, you have to find the right mix of coaches and who's bringing what to the table here. And uh, um, I, I can – say that I, I any good team that I've had um, it's because of not you know necessarily because of me but it's because of the assistant coaches and what they've sure. contributed 100 percent Bart everybody has a different leadership style I mean it, it just happens that way right 
Is it important when you're putting your assistant coaches together to find people who have a similar philosophy, or do you take the stand that you enjoy having people who have various leadership uh, stances, so to speak, platforms, and trying to meld that all together? Because sometimes kids respond to one more than the other. Well, I, I, I view it kind of as a marriage, is that you can argue all you want behind closed doors as a staff, but we cannot show a divided front in front of the children or the players. Right. Um, having contrarian coaches is healthy because otherwise everybody's got blinders on and then you never see the cliff that you're going over. Um, so you ha- there's got to be a balance of those two things, um, loyalty and the ability to call each other out on different things. And, um, and the best staffs have that. Yeah, because if, if there's one coach that you know we're you know I, I, we're cutting kids breaks, well, at some point that's gonna that's gonna be a negative on the on the team as a whole. Yeah, absolutely, I, I agree with that. And and uh, yeah, you, you, behind closed doors, you can have healthy discussions without yep. question. Yep. But if you lay that out in front of the team, or you know, sometimes and coaches sometimes don't even know what they're saying. Like you say something in the weight room. You know about right. a certain situation and maybe who's playing or who isn't. You know that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. that gets blown up. I, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with parents based on some kid overhearing some coach say something, and now you're in the process. And it, you know it's real, right? Yep, I mean, oh yeah. it's like you're you're kind of defending a coach or you're defending whatever. You know, and it's not even something you've done. It's just some simple little thing. You know, comment that was made. That and the kids right away are going. Oh, did you hear what coach said about you? You know that kind of thing. You know, um, yeah, I've had a few of those conversations through the years, and I've always said to the staff, you got to be careful what you say in front of kids, especially in places like the weight room. You know, where it's just kind of idle chatter going on, or wherever it may be, out on the practice field as you're walking off the practice field. Because it goes back to Bart, what you were saying, that whole family aspect. It's yep. always amazing what kids will hear when they're not supposed to hear. It's the stuff they pick up on that they don't normally or should pick up on, and that's what ends up kind of exploding back at you. We're going to have to uh, take a break because I want to pick up on this, and we'll do it a little bit later in uh, today's show. But when we come back from the break, we hope to be joined by Ron Grostein from Evansville High School, and we'll hope to be talking with Coach next. Once again, you've got the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Right here on 1057 FM, the fan. So remember the name. Now who you gonna call? Now, the GB. now who you gonna call? G-W-G. If you ever riff with people wanna bust, break out before you get bum rushed at the Once again, welcome back in to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show. Right here on 1057 FM the fan joined by WFCA Hall of Famer and the head coach at Milwaukee Tech. Tom Swiddle and the semi-retired Mike <laughs> Bartholomew joined there's in any, studio. If there's any place you want to be semi-retired, it is Las Vegas. Yes, part. That's what correct. a great place to be <laughs> semi-retired. <laughs> Completely the agree. The luckiest man on the planet. I'll say right <laughs> Our producer, Mitch Ross, right now is efforting head coach Ron Grovstein, so we hope to be talking with him shortly. But while we're waiting for that to happen, guys, I want to pick up Uh, a bit of where we left off in our conversation before we went to break. And one of the things I want to talk about first is the evolution of 
the alumni and the booster clubs at the high school level. Um, again, traveling around on Friday nights, covering games here for McGivern on the fan. One of the things that has been just noticeable with whatever adjective I want to put there is the advancement of booster clubs at the high school level. I, I have to imagine it's a blessing, and I don't I don't know if curse is the right word, but it has to equate to some sort of other dynamics that come into play that maybe weren't there 20 years ago. Um, the blessings, obviously, the money that's raised and the support and the things yeah. that can be brought to the yeah. program. But let's face it, when we're looking at some people who then donate, there there's this um, boy expectation. I, I, expectation. Thank you. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, this this thing that you know, I gave some money. You should you should kind of hear me out in talking. You know, when we do the college show here, we hear a lot about that at the college level where, yeah. you know, some of the big donors have, you know, the head coach's cell phone number and expect to be heard because I'm writing this type of check. Can you guys speak to just how these booster clubs have been beneficial and maybe just a couple of the hurdles that you might run into with such such an entity? Well, first of all, it's almost part of a coach's job description that you fundraise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's this expectation that you do. And, and the reason is with diminishing budgets, you have no choice but to do that kind of thing. And uh, um, so, you know, now you have to explore all the different ways that, that you would do that. So, and, and that's where booster clubs come in because they are very helpful in, in raising money for programs. And um, I haven't been at a school um, where the, the booster club, like I've had a football booster club. Really, I mean, we do a football fundraising thing, but the booster club has been an all-school booster club sure. for all sports. Same when I was at Wauwatosa East. So I, you know, I would think it even gets trickier if you have just say a football booster club that you're speaking to. I haven't had to work with that. I've had that twice. Uh, Kenosha Bradford, when I was there, had uh, they were the end zone club, uh, and then at uh, Oak Creek it was the quarterback club, and both were extremely effective um, but really the, their effectiveness was based on the leadership within the booster club um, really the motivation of whoever was running it or who was on the board really made it either a very positive experience or some negatives did you know came up on occasion all right we're going to get back to that I think a little right. bit later in the show and continue our discussion but right now Joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, it's the coach at Evansville High School, Ron Grostein. Ron, how you doing this morning? Oh, very good. Beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. Thank you so much for joining us. Tom, go ahead. Coach, we appreciate you spending some time with us. I know you're at the uh, basketball All-Star Game event today, and, and uh, thank you for for uh, moving away from that for just a little bit. And, and Coach, you've, you're somebody who has uh, coached in the All-Star game before, and, and uh, now you're back at it, and you have sort of that unique opportunity. You know, a lot of times, like myself, I had the opportunity to coach my son in the All-Star game, but you have the opportunity to coach your grandson in the All-Star game. Tell us a little oh, bit yeah. about that. Well, it's exciting. I tell you, it's, uh, it's a privilege to be uh, chosen by the uh, Coach Association again and an opportunity that you can't pass up. And 
you know, I coached my son as a co-head co- co- coach uh, with uh, Coach Sober from Nuglaris back in 1994. Now the opportunity with my grandson, it's, a, uh, it's just a privilege. Coach, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but it's been a while since the uh, the North has won the large game. Has, has that factored into any of the decision-making that, that's going on with you and your staff? Well, you got a great staff. I, you know, it, it, when you uh, get into this uh, kind of game, it's it's not just the head coach, but your your uh, your assistant coaches and and co uh, coordinators too. And and uh, Toby Goldeski from uh, Monroe is our defensive coordinator. He he's going to do a heck of a job. And Steve Tenhagen from Burlington is he head coach at Burlington. He's yeah uh, he's getting himself prepared. We're going to try to open things up here uh i hope uh, i hope we have good weather and uh, <laughs> be exciting and yeah, get a whole game in huh yeah that'd be nice <laughs> yeah that, last year what was it the middle of the third quarter bart yeah yeah the middle the, of the third quarter the storms the storm, came in storm yep. came in coach talk a little bit about your staff uh, who besides the, the coaches that you've just named who else is on your staff this year well we, we have an uh, exciting coaching staff from all different parts of uh, southern Wisconsin. We got uh, uh, one of my assistants from uh, uh, Evansville. He's, he's an assistant head coach and defensive line coach. Jay Laliska, he's been coaching about 18 years with me. And uh, A.J. Robbo from uh, Waukesha South, uh, he's the head coach at, uh, at that school, and, and he's in charge of the linebackers. Uh, so that that's uh, that's a pretty solid group right there. And on offense, we got, of course, Steve Ken Aiken from Burlington. Uh, we got Jeff Wallach from uh, Milwaukee uh, Bayview. He was the head coach there. I think he going back to uh, St. Francis. St. Francis, right. right. He's with Doug Sarver yeah. now. Yeah, and then Mike Beck, he's been in the game before. And he was he, he was my offensive line coach in yeah, 2016. Yeah, there you go. See, so uh so he knows his stuff, and and uh, he's from Franklin High School. So it's it's a great staff, and we've been working hard to get things rolling here. Yeah, the the now Ron, are you coaching a position in this game? Uh yes, I'll be working with the quarterbacks in that. And okay, I missed one guy. Uh, we have another assistant coach from Evansville, uh, Garth Colts. Uh, he's a uh, we'll be working with the wide receivers, tight ends, and. Uh, we kind of combo each each position here, but uh, he's uh, he's our offensive line coach at Evansville High School for this is his eighth year now. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a progress, you know, you know that. Oh yeah, and and your staff. I mean, you can't be everywhere because I remember last year I coached the running backs for all of about five minutes per practice, and then gave them over to Jeff. Jeff Klemp from Franklin, uh, our wow. offensive coordinator. So I got to walk around and, and watch those. And that's one of the great things about being a head coach is that you can walk around and watch these all-star coaches work. And you really oh, see some outstanding coaching going on. Yes. Uh, that's, you know, uh, I'm going to be working a little bit, not too much. I'm going to let the coaches coach and, and make sure that things run smoothly over at Whitewater and, and at the game, uh, you know, I'm going to have a little say in the special teams, but again, uh, you know, that's why we've got assistant coaches 
right? You want them to coach, and and you've given them that opportunity, and I'm sure they they decided to coach because they have that opportunity mm-hmm. to actually coach. Coach, you have some real special players on your roster for the game. Do you want to highlight some of those guys? Well, I, I, let me just get my. I don't want to miss anybody, but we got uh, from Racine Park. Uh, let me just check here, make sure. I, uh, he's going to be. Uh, was, uh, Is that the defensive uh, lineman? Right, Joel. Oh, yeah, he's Garcia, a nice player. The third, you know, he's going to be uh, a feature running back, and also he can play his defense. Uh, another uh, guy from Walworth, uh, Waukesha West, uh, Peter McCudden. McCudden. Yes. Um, yeah, and, and uh, he's going to be a defensive back running back. Uh, so you're going to so play that, some guys both ways. Well, they uh, they made it both ways. I mean, you know, on the all-state team, and right, you know, certain packages we're going to have them play both ways, but mainly, uh, uh, you know, there'll be one one position. Well, I tell uh, you, Peter McCudden, I, I've had the opportunity to yeah, watch Peter. him over the last couple of years, and he's a special player. He really is. He's to me the the best, you know, out, most outstanding. Um, all-around football player that I saw last year, if not the year before. Oh, you bet. Uh, he's a special player. And, and we got – there's uh, uh, the opportunity of coaching these uh, all-stars. It's going to be a, a great uh, privilege here for all the coaches. And, and uh, we uh, – our two quarterbacks that we have are very good. Uh, Alec uh, – just excuse me, um, I got to get my notes here. But uh, he's from uh, Monona Grove. Ogden, right? And, Alec Ogden? Uh, Is that right? Uh, Alec Ogden, yeah, he's very good. And then we got Zach Milky from Evansville that uh, he's going to go to Platteville, and Alec's going to uh, Bemidji State. Now, you so, also have some other quarterbacks you selected on the team, right. correct? That, yes. um, Like Isaiah Wright from from Bayview, who right. is a heck of a player, oh, but you're going to find a, another way to right. get, besides taking a snap from center, you're going to get the ball in his hands in other ways. Oh, you bet. Uh, we, you know, he's an athlete, so, you know, you, you got to uh, plan some plays around him, and also from uh, Whitefish Bay. Uh, Cade Garcia. Cade Garcia, mm-hmm. yeah, he's another outstanding athlete that, that uh, we're going to try to use them in many different ways as a receiver and, a, and also some uh, some special plays. But, uh, you know, I think uh, as we as we move on, you know, our, where, where it counts is our offensive line. You know, you got to get that shirt up right away. And Mike Beck is doing it, you know, is doing it, recruited, uh, not recruited, but selected a, a special group from uh, from his position. So, uh, uh, with just one of the special uh, linemen here, Sam Huggett from Waukesha West. Uh, yeah, uh, he's, he's he's super. And then we we have an, another uh, guard that I, you know I, we're, I'm not a, I, we're going to be not into the wing key, but this uh, uh, from uh, Muskego. Um, Looking at my program here, uh, I'm at the I'm at the basketball game, but um, just a minute. 
lost my pager. <laughs> well, coach, it's all right. We're pushed up against yeah. the break. Thank you so much uh, for joining yeah. us. Sam, uh, Sam Girth. All right, yeah. there Girth we go. Yeah, I tell you. It's it's a it's a hectic summer, but it, it, uh, I really enjoy what uh, what what's going to come in July twenty uh, first here. Well, thank you again for joining us, and and best wishes with the All Star Game and the upcoming season. Oh, you bet. It's going to be short. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> it always is. That's yeah. Ron Grovestein joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Time for us once again to step aside, take a break. On the other side of the break, we'll be joined by Tony DeSalvo, the head coach at St. Croix Central, as we talk about St. Croix football and also, once again, the upcoming All-Star Game taking place in July. You're listening to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Once again, welcome back into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development right here on The Fan. Don Wachillis sitting in for the vacationing Mike McGivern and joined as always in studio by the new head coach at Milwaukee Tech and WFCA Hall of Famer Tom Swiddle and the semi-retired Mike Bartholomew joining us also in studio today as we jump right to the grid, great excuse me Midwest Bank hotline as we are joined by the head coach at St. Croix Central. It's Tony DeSalvo. Coach, how you doing? Very good. How are you guys this morning? We're doing morning. great. Coach, thank you so much for, for being on with us today. I know there's a lot of things that uh, you guys had to put aside to, to, to come on the show with us. And uh, really, we're just trying to get a feel for how things are going for you at the North Small situation and, and uh, um, you know, interested in your, your staff, your players, how fundraising is going and so on. So perhaps we could start, Coach, with uh, tell us a little bit about your, your staff. Uh, who are the guys you asked to coach with you? Well, it's been uh, really a busy time. I, I've, I've really enjoyed uh, my time so far. It's it's a lot of lot of time, a lot of effort. You don't want to uh, exclude anyone, and and uh, it's that's that was the first first step, I guess, was getting the staff together. And I have two of my assistants, John Tackman, who coaches our defense, and Ryan Burke, who coaches our offense, our offense and defensive coordinators. I took those two. I took the two Berghammer boys who are very synonymous with the all-star game, Chris and Corey, both from Cumberland. Uh, and, and Chris's son, uh, Colby, is also playing, so that'll be fun. Uh, Todd Stoffel, we took from Marathon. His son is also playing. He's going to South Dakota, a uh, very fine player. And then Shane Strong uh, from Glenwood City. I worked with Shane in, two years ago uh, in 2016 as an assistant. Shane was the head coach, and uh, we had a lot of fun together and got to know one another pretty well. And uh, we selected him, and his son also is playing. And then David Wolak from Watoma. Um, so we've we've got a nice staff, a nice group of player, a nice group of coaches. Uh, that was the first thing uh, to kind of get a good staff together, so we could kind of intermix and have a good uh, rapport with one another. And I think that's our first steps. Um, you know, it's it's. Uh, I played in this game in 1980. Was an assistant, now the head coach. Uh, it's it's been kind of kind of fun to to go through all the steps of uh, the All Star Game. That's for sure. 
that begs the question then, Coach, what what have you seen change through the years? Certainly the you know, nineteen eighty is you know, that's back when you guys practiced for like a month before the game, right? You went through grueling three a days? Oh, grueling Marv Samartano. God bless Marv uh, from Lacrosse Central, and and uh, we had a, quite a crew. But we were there for two weeks. We spent the uh, spent two weeks together, and and uh, we went to Chicago to the Burn Center, and and uh, did a lot of different things at that time, and uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, met a lot of friends, and and these are times that kids are going to remember their whole life. I mean, they're going to be friendships, and and uh, we told them we're going to have fun. We're going to raise a lot of money for Children's Hospital, and. We want to win the game, but I think winning the game is kind of on the back burner as far as making you know make money for these kids. And and uh, once you see these kids come in, and it's, it's quite an experience. Uh, you know, I'm really pleased with our group. We've raised over $108,000 as the North Small, and I said to those guys, wow. you know, we got to make make a That's lot awesome. of money. Let's and we reached our goal, which was 105, and and uh, we were really excited about that. And you know, I got to thank Doug and and Jerry and and uh, Sarah and Jan. Uh, you know, for selecting me and, and letting us kind of take the reins and go to it. And, and uh, Gary Hannock and Doug Sarver and, and Sarah and, and Jan all are, uh, you know, kind of the, the, the driving force to this thing. And, and uh, it's been a great experience so far. Hopefully we can have a great week with our guys and, and uh, have a lot of fun. Coach, congratulations on on uh, reaching your fundraising goal. And I have to share with you, uh, Mike Bartholomew was in, uh, studio today who was the South coach and has been last year and has coached uh, three other times as an assistant in the game. You mentioned two weeks of practice when you played and he almost fell off his chair. He was like, are you kidding me? I know when I coached, uh, well, especially the last time, I felt like we could have played the game on Wednesday. We right. were kind yes. of ready to yeah. go. In fact, I think the kids were ready to go, and they wanted to play. They were already tired of camp after four you days. Know, there, was, there was one game at that time, fellas. That yeah, was, right. You know, there was one game, and, and so we had – it was quite a crew of, uh, let's say, uh, jokers. We got to know one another very well. I mean, by Tuesday of the, of the week, uh, we knew we knew one another very, very well. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, sure. Two weeks. Yeah. Well, my my dad coached it back in that in that time frame, and I remember just him. I just think how how would you try to get that past your wife to be gone for two weeks? You know, <laughs> which is I, probably I, why yeah. they wanted to right, do it. Which is yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's I incredible. It, but the drinking age was eighteen at that time too. So well, that's that a, kind of a much bigger challenge too. for the dorms, coach. Coach uh, Samartano did a very good job of that. Uh, let's put it that way. But, <laughs> You know, we had a we had a difficult uh, even picking our our squad this year. We had 110 nominations. Wow, kids, yeah. a lot of lot of difficult decisions, uh, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. You know, to pick 46 good kids, and they're all good. I mean, those 110 kids, not. But we had some difficult decisions. We made a lot of phone calls. We called a lot of coaches, of not necessarily their head coach, a kid, uh, an athlete's. Uh, another conference the same conference but a different school mm-hmm. and uh geez we made a ton of phone calls and watched a lot of huddle and um you know it's, it's a good experience it's there's some hard decisions i know some people probably get upset knock on wood we haven't had of our 46 we haven't had anybody back out yet which oh wow you know, no one gets hurt no one gets hurt we had a couple kids that turned us down you know with uh, the iowa boys anybody mm-hmm. going to iowa cannot play uh they say no to that northern and university of iowa uh, the Wisconsin, we had one Wisconsin uh, and one North Dakota State. So we had four kids that didn't want to play to begin with, so we kind of knew that up front, which was good. 
Um, but we're real excited. Um, you know, we, we've got some really good kids, and we've got some kids that have raised a ton of money. I, I think that is probably the biggest piece of it. I mean, kids that have raised eight, ten thousand uh, dollars. You know, it's it's just a, a tribute to them and their communities, and them getting out, and knocking on some doors, and and, uh, and getting a lot of cash for the Children's Hospital. Coach, um, you were talking just briefly there in in the midst of in the midst of the conversation about how some of these kids come together and they're the best on their team and then they get intermingled with the best of other teams. And sometimes you've got to manage, um, I, I don't know, do you got to build them back up? Do you got to manage some egos? How does that all play out through the course of uh, your practice? <laughs> well, I, I think, you know, they just, if they come and, and we've selected them, we're, we've got them, we said to them when we met them in March was, um, you don't be the guy that we made a mistake on. Um, yeah. You want to come in good That's shape. That's a great statement. That's uh, a great don't, statement. Don't, don't, uh, don't be the guy that uh, we screwed up on and we can't play any place because you can't protect yourself or you can't play at this level. So you've got to make sure that you're in good shape. We don't want you to be – if you haven't played anything, you got to you know, keep lifting, keep running, put those old spikes on and, and so you don't come down with blisters. So you sit in the dorm or you sit in the sideline because you got to be able to practice, and uh, that's extremely important. So we left them with a couple different pieces of that, and and I think uh, most of our guys have really, really responded well. We're really excited about that, and we're really excited about seeing some of these guys play because we've got some really good players. So well, you know, um, and I always and I found that too. Uh, not to interrupt, but I always found that uh, the level of fundraising that they did is really an indication of how hard they're going to work, too. I mean, the, the, I don't, oh, I don't yeah. know if there's an actual relationship or a correlation, but, uh, you know, it, <laughs> it's right on. that's part yep. of it, though. I mean, yep. it, it speaks to their character, and that's that's yep. so impressive that, that your team has reached their and surpassed their goal of fundraising. That's that's really, a big deal. Really, yep, I think, and we, we talked about that, is you know, we want a good quality kid, and, and I don't want to spend uh, – the nights down in Oshkosh, uh, <laughs> chasing after kids and having exactly. problems. I said, you know, this isn't going to be a, a, a vacation for you guys, and we're going to have fun, but we're going to work hard at this too. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, we're not going to. I'm not bailing anybody out of jail, and you guys are in. Yeah, so you're, we're going to call. <laughs> so, you're hoping there's not dude. a cheerleader camp or a tennis camp going <laughs> right. on during your yeah. week of practice. Go you go down to Whitewater. There's so many oh. different camps going on. Oh. This is holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're headed for a complete a podcast right here. You know that with <laughs> yeah. that going on. Okay. Hey, Coach, congratulations on the fundraising that you did for the event. Congratulations on being selected as a coach. And best wishes for the All-Star Game and the upcoming season as well. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Coach. Good luck. Good luck. Yep, thanks. Bye-bye. That's head coach Tony DeSalvo joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Time for us here at the top of the hour to take a break when we come back. We'll be joined by Tom Yashinsky from Onalaska High School, and he'll be joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline when we return. You're listening to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association Show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development right here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.